Hi, it's Kimberly Rowland. Um, I'm the Director of Entrepreneur Programs at Better Business Bureau, and you can find me most days on Twitter. I'm at the real K Row, so the real spelled out K R O. I sometimes get the real crow, and that is not it. It's K Row for my name. Awesome. Um, and then I'm on LinkedIn, on Facebook. I like to confuse Vincent on my Facebook because I have added my married name there but i really have not changed my name so i use my maiden name everywhere else and it drives vincent a little nutty but he's supportive of it when he's tagging you when he's and tagging me on stuff i i did confuse him for social media day but kimberly roland if you're looking for me on facebook it's kimberly roland brady okay so that's me well hey thanks for being on the social media day phoenix podcast you're welcome thanks um, for having me have some fun questions for you I'd okay. love to get your advice. I know you're speaking up on stage, uh-huh. so you are the first speaker to be recorded in the podcast. Ooh. So thank you for coming on. You're welcome. Does that um, mean I win like a cupcake or some sort of food prize? You will, uh, Vincent will make sure to be ta- tag you multiple times on Facebook posts. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and there's fantastic uh, treats out there from our sponsors. Nice. Um, so I know that you're you're just getting in here. You're soaking up some of the speakers and lessons learned. So what, what do you think so far of Social Media Day Phoenix? It is awesome. Social Media Day is, I've attended it on and off for the last many years. I remember when it was at the Ritz-Carlton, kind of by the Biltmore, and that was before I was really even doing any social media work for my professional life. It was more out of personal interest, and so I've always followed it, and you know what? I was so thrilled to see that it's hosted here at Sky Song 1951 this year. It's a beautiful space. And I love that everyone's in the same room because the speakers are so high quality. I like that the speakers get a full and captive audience and everybody gets to kind of be together. And it's just like such a cool setup. I'm so impressed. You guys did a really nice job yeah, organizing I, it. I like the fact, I agree, that we're all together. Mm-hmm. And then I've had a lot of comments like it's the, even though there's really no hallways, you're right there at the hallway conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, have you picked up anything that you, that's new to you that you... Any the speakers or any conversations? Yeah, so what I really like is this session that's going on right now, uh, the cultural appropriation. I'm super interested in that. Um, in grad school, I did social justice and human rights at ASU. So I'm just fascinated with that. And I think it's really important on social media and in real life, right, of how you're making yourself aware of, um, you know, photos you're using, memes you're using, like if it's honoring the culture if it's appropriating it so i think this is i was so pumped when i saw this session this was like i was like i have to see the session because i don't really think that this topic is widely covered in Mm -hmm. any type of conference especially social media though or any type of marketing and communications and i think it's a really it can make people uncomfortable but that's why i think we need to have topics like that yeah i think that it's very nuanced and some people just don't know yes but uh, I've been helped in this area because I've listened to a few food podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one of my favorite podcasts. It's called The Sporkful. Okay. And they had a series called, um, well, one was called um, Who Is This Restaurant For? Uh-huh. And it's about seeing your representation of yourself in that space. Yeah. So a lot of times, like, restaurants are automatically segment, uh, segregated. segregated. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's another whole, whole series about... Um, who is this food for? Or basically, it's similar to music. We love music, but not the people behind it. But we mm-hmm. love food, but not the people behind it. Mm-hmm. So I think this topic, specifically in the speaker, is really about you see a, somebody post an image in full dress of somebody else's culture. Just ask yourself, is like, 
do you care about the people behind that, mm -hmm. behind that food? Uh, which is a lot of the, the backlash. Like, we love that food, but do you love the people? Yes. Um, so, yeah, this is a really uncomfortable session for maybe some people. Uh, you know what? Very needed. Very, totally. Very needed, especially if you're running communications for a brand. Yes. And it could just take your whole brand down, and you're like, oh, what did I do wrong? I'm like, well, there's people here willing to have that hard conversation. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I think it's great. Um, Some people are just tone deaf too, and the white savior complex is so real. It's so important. And yeah, we just need to be having these discussions, not just at social media day, but like all year long. So yeah. I think it's so amazing. So not a question on my list, but okay. I'm interested because you said you've been coming to social media day. Mm -hmm. You've been involved in social media in the Valley for a while. Personally, do you think that way back then that kind of uh, change your trajectory for your career to where you are now? That's a good question. I think so. So, um, yes, because when I started attending, it was many years ago. I feel like an old, like I'm like old saying that, like many years ago. <laughs> and I was like a young lass. <laughs> but it really was. It was a bunch of years ago. I mean, it's probably Their like... Social media platforms didn't even... Some... We're, so not existing. we're not existing. Existent. Yeah. That's right. Instagram wasn't around. I know what the first time I went to a social media day, I think I was like fresh on Twitter. Right. So this must have been like a decade ago. I don't know. Gosh, I, f I do feel like I'm really aging myself now. But, <laughs> but obviously that made you notice there was something there. There was yes. something tangible that, you know what, maybe I want to do this. Yeah, I was so fascinated because when I showed up, the reason I came, and this will tell you also that I'm pretty old school is I still like to read a hard copy of the newspaper whenever I can and it was advertised social media day in the newspaper and I saw it and then my parents actually saw it and they like sent me the clip and they're like you should go to this it's free and so I had no idea what to expect and I remember feeling very um, just like overwhelmed because there's a bunch of sessions it was at this fancy hotel and I loved it and I was just at the same time thinking do I belong here because there were a lot of uh, professionals people mm -hmm. who were doing this for their career and I was there more out of personal interest and so that really piqued my interest in social media and I started to understand then that it's this is going to be something really important for business simultaneously around that time in my life I also um, interned for President Obama's first campaign in 2007 and 8 when he was running for office and I got to work with the new media manager and at the time I remember having to ask what does that entail and I was so excited I thought this is the coolest job like we actually get to use social media to help someone who's running for office like what and of course we know that was one of the best right. executed campaigns in the history of not just this country but the right. world right. for an election changed but just, the trajectory for politics totally from there on <laughs> and so when I saw that I was like wow so the pieces were really starting to come together then and in my career I've been really fortunate that um, I've had uh, positions where I have been able to do social media work um, not as usually my main core function but it's always been um, an opportunity for me so when I worked for Feeding America I was um, working in child nutrition and doing child nutrition programming at St. Mary's Food Bank but I got to really work a lot on making um, oh, I'm totally spacing on what they're called um, like graphic Oh, like infographics. Infographics, yes, when they were so first coming out. you were able to storytell. Yes, I was storytelling with the programs that yeah. I was um, building, and I won this infographic competition at the national level. All you needed was getting likes. But again, it was when social media was still pretty mm -hmm. new, so I had to like actually call people and text them and say, can you like this infographic I made? And I won like the food bank, a free pizza party or something. But that was really exciting to me too because I was seeing that you can actually make an impact, not in just my personal 
career or profession, but also like helping other people using social media. So that really is when it started adding up for me. And then I was fortunate enough when I worked at ASU, um, I was able to run the ENI Twitter for a period of time. And I loved doing that because I'm at live events. I'm a huge note taker. And so now with nice phones, you can take mm -hmm. notes in live time and you can be sharing your notes with people and then you can go back and look rather than having to find crinkled up papers, you know? Yeah. So I just love, I'm a huge, I love Twitter. I love all the platforms, but Twitter I just really like because I think one day I'm going to thoroughly enjoy looking back at all of my posts and yeah. things I liked and it's like a time capsule. Well, it kind of goes into my next question where what social media platforms do you use most professionally mm. and then personally? That is very interesting. Pretty, I feel like the answer is almost the same. So at Better Business Bureau, we do use our Twitter quite a bit, which is great. And I personally would say I use Twitter the most. Um, but I think we have a really strong marketing and communications team at Better Business Bureau. And we're so lucky because what we have is various staff members owning different platforms. Mm -hmm. So we're able to be very consistent with our postings and on brand. And um, I think we have a really strong Instagram. I think we have a strong Facebook. We have a good LinkedIn presence at a time. We even had Google Plus, which a lot of organizations didn't do. Um, and so I think that's really important. I know we're interested in doing some blogging and podcasting too um, this upcoming year. But personally, I do love Twitter and I love Instagram as well because I'm a huge foodie. So I just love following. Yeah. There's so many cool it's inspiration. Influencers. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's inspiration. I love looking at food photos. I love looking at travel um, photos. It's fun to follow yeah. like fashion just to get ideas and it gets your mind going and you're not reading all that text. So I do like Instagram too. So that is your most enjoyable social media platform to consume? Yes. I would say Instagram. Yeah. yeah. That's mm -hmm. awesome. It gets and, me hungry. And now they have IGTV. So now you can watch like 10 minutes plus of great creators. I just saw that. I know that's very exciting. Yeah. It's going to be a big time suck for Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun question. Okay. Um, think about it. Five years from now, what do you think will be the top social media channel and why? That's tricky. I might have to say Instagram. Okay. I think it might be Instagram because so Facebook is going through a lot of changes. We've seen the demographic shift on Facebook. There's a lot of trust issues currently. I think Facebook is always going to be around no matter what because it's the original and it's, you know, it owns lots of other brands like Instagram. Like Instagram. Right? And so it's going to have staying power no matter what. And it's one of those things where now it's a convenience factor too. Like where else am I going to find everyone's birthdays that I love? everyone's information, right. you know, just basic details. Where can I reach out? And with Instagram Messenger, which I know is almost like a, sorry, um, Facebook Messenger, it's like building out as a separate platform, right? Because it's its own standalone sure. app. Yeah. I think that's also going to become very important. Um, but I would have to say Instagram because people are just really enamored and seem to like to consume that because it's so easy to scroll. It's so easy it's to It's a like. nice escape as well. It is. But for brands, if you do it well, Mm -hmm. um, you can connect in a real way with that community. Absolutely. Yeah, so I would have to say Instagram, honestly. It's, it has been growing, and um, I think it will continue to grow. And with some of these mm -hmm. um, new features, they're going to keep adding features. Yeah, actually, a little tangent, but yesterday I got a, a video call. Yeah. And it had the Instagram logo, and it said, Chris is calling you. So in Instagram DM, 
there's a camera and you just click oh. and it calls the person like FaceTime. Yes. See? So like all these native features are just, you know, adding value, adding yes. convenience, but keeping people in their app. But I think you're right. It's who innovates the, the fastest and quickest. I've heard some like, oh, Snapchat, they're all copying them. But it, it they actually improves, improves for all. I mean, it you does. either compete and innovate and listen to your consumers. Yeah. Or you don't. I'm actually embarrassed I didn't mention Snapchat yet. I love Snapchat, okay. but I have noticed, admittedly, um, when the features started coming out on Instagram, I was very against them for the first few months because it was a direct threat and kind of direct copying of Snapchat. However, yep. I had so many more connections that were already existing on Instagram, and so when I was posting things, I was getting a lot more views, shares, and right. interaction in general. Um, but I do love Snapchat, and I think Snapchat revolutionized the whole game, especially with all of the filters. I mean, they still have better filters than Instagram. In my I did opinion. make uh, used. If you go on, yeah, and Snap today, mm -hmm. Vincent made three three filters. Good. Downloaded it, put it on Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have better filters. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's it's so true. So, but I do love Snapchat. But um, for me personally. I've been in the nonprofit sector my whole career. I don't find Snapchat as useful. I would love to be proven wrong, and I know some nonprofits can use it really well, but um, I think it's Instagram's better for sure. a brand in that sense. Last question, mm -hmm. um, a fun Phoenix community question. Okay. So what is one thing you'd recommend to help the social media community continue to grow between this social media day and next year? That's a hard question. That's not a fun question. That's a hard question. What would you like to see? How could we grow? Yeah, like a community? foster it, continue to... I mean, today feels good. Mm -hmm. And so what are some things, tangible things that we, you, the rest of us can do to help it grow, um, thrive? I think one of the things is actually having a few more meetings in person every year and not to say that there isn't already enough events to attend and go to, but um, and not to say that this would have to be weekly or monthly, but maybe even quarterly. It's so great to get together in a room with folks and actually see them. Nothing will ever beat that in my mind until in we're, real life. Yeah, in real life. Yeah, <laughs> IRL it's using gonna, social to connect it, with people in a real way. You have to. I mean, because Vincent, I knew Vincent online for a long time before I ever met him in person and it was really exciting when I finally met him in person but it was also kind of weird because I was like I know you and you know me but we've never met so I always think that's a, one of the funniest oddest things about social media but I think one thing that always helps build community and that's what the YesPHX mm -hmm. community too is there's just those two really big events every right. year but it's so awesome because you get to bring together it's like a high school I've never been to a high school reunion but I imagine it's, it's like that it's like a high school reunion <laughs> you get to meet with all the people that you love seeing yeah. online but it's you get to actually talk to them in person nothing beats that and even if there could be um, in between now and next summer's social media day um, like a mini version I know it's a ton of work to put on but I think something that where people can get into a room together in person and continue to share best practices and hone their skills because I think that sometimes it really is easier to talk about those and have some of these like this discussion that yep. just wrapped up right now there's no way that could have happened online right I just think and the, the discussion that's happening right now we can hear in the background yes that uh, we will never know about some of those right um, I think that's a great idea and I think absolutely I in real life, using social mm -hmm. to connect people in a real way, mm -hmm. super powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe like little niches, little 
But if we can do it for the community yes. and help all of us become better practitioners and better storytellers Absolutely. for Phoenix, um, that's great. Well, yeah. listen, thanks for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. You are welcome. Good luck in your session. Thank you. I know I'm excited. And uh, have a great day. Thank you.